0: Hello and welcome back to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. Uh, if you listened to us last week, we said we were gonna watch Braveheart, starring the great, infamous Brendan Gleeson.
1: Hey, I, I Brendan Gleeson.
0: I will watch that man in anything, but Mel Gibson. Um, however, you wanna cut it, I'm not gonna get into Mel Gibson this episode. I don't care to talk about it. Um, so, he is the star of the film Braveheart, the Oscar winner, uh, so yeah, we got some Oscar talk coming back, we haven't had, uh, any Oscar worthy movies in a while, so we get to bring that back up today as well, um, but yeah guys, give me your thoughts on this movie, uh, it came out in 1995, um, this was my first time watching it in probably like six or seven years, uh, so Seth us what do you think about it
1: I loved this movie I loved it when I first watched it and I loved it still I uh, went and bought the movie steelbook 4k all that stuff I don't buy movies much anymore like physical movies uh, unless mm-hmm. I really like them and I know I'm going to rewatch them and so I actually I know I really liked it I thought it actually still holds up pretty well like there wasn't I was a little afraid of that fact you know like you know you watch a movie when you're much younger, and then you know, like 15 years later, you watch it again, you're just like,
2: ooh. Mm-hmm. ooh. Lurie Ninjas.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> of all references. Okay. All right. Um, this
1: small child in me just flinched from pain at that one. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, Jordan, what did you think? Uh oh, did you? Probably-
2: He's frozen. Um, Great. Right. So your go. pick. What'd you think? Um. Someone tell Yorton he's frozen in the chat. Um. I'm, I'm realizing me and Seth probably there's something in our subconscious that we like that are that's similar. I I don't know if it's just the the Highlands of Scotland or something, but we both love Highlander. And we love this movie, and I think it's just good music that. I, I don't. I really know. I, I, I was worried about this movie too because every time I see it, I come in at a different part and I'm like, "Oh, this scene's cool." I can't, and I get roped into it no matter where where it is. And I was kind of scared watching it from the beginning. And it still got me. It still moved me. It still, I thought, was. I can't wait to talk about the battle scenes. Like it, it this was just a really good time. I wish more movies were like this.
0: Um and. As the order gets ready, I'll go in with my quick thoughts. Um said I said six or seven years, I was no, it's actually been much longer uh, since I watched it. And what I reminded me of that, that it's been a long time, is that I forgot that speech came like right in the middle of the movie and I'm like, Oh yeah. This was the first battle, not the second battle. Mm-hmm. Um I was I, I misremembered I thought the speech came at the second battle, not the first one. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um so yeah, it as I told Seth and the the and even you put in chat the the first like hour is a little bit slow. Seth is gonna have his thoughts on it later. Um but then mm-hmm. when it picks up, it picks up. I will say that. Um this is a good fun action movie when the action is hitting. So, I'll leave it at that. Jordan, your thoughts? It's the best Scottish propaganda
3: movie. I'm just going to mess with that just because it's not a very historically accurate movie, but I enjoy the movie so much. It's such a good movie. But yeah, history-wise, it is completely wrong, but... It's not completely
2: wrong, but... There are so many inaccuracies. You're right. Yeah, I,
3: I can't call it a historically accurate movie, is what I'm just saying. No,
2: but I feel like if the okay, so let's let's get into it now. There are a lot of inaccuracies in this movie, right? Yeah, like the the princess that that oh, to, or the queen, oh, or whatever. What?
0: Don't step on the rundown.
2: Oh my god. Okay, let's make our list. Let's go.
0: So, I don't want to. It's going to mess it up.
2: Okay, okay. I get you. You're very well organized. Let's go. Uh,
0: (laughs) So these are our quick thoughts. Ray is ready to get into it. We're going to get into it. But I had the guys pick their top three historical action movies. And historical can come from any previous time period. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the era of like Braveheart. Um, I'm actually going to go with a movie that actually has a date in the name. Uh, so, uh, top three historical action movies. Jordan, you already had them in your mind. They already called it. You had them in your mind. Let's go. <laughs> All right.
3: So, I'm not going to cover any of the movies that we've already covered before this film. I'm going to bring up ones that I want to t- just give a brief talk about and enjoy quite a bit. Uh, another Mel Gibson movie, We Were Soldiers. That's mm-hmm. on my top list. There, uh, another one. Master In Commander, man, that is just it, it. The thing I like about it is because it's most action. It it does a good job of setting the tone of the time with uh, how the science was going in that in the movie, and the, the, that's another movie where it, I can't really call historically accurate, but. I, I'm just going to give it a pass because it's a time period that doesn't normally get covered on it. Uh, like, yeah. like one of the things is, uh, if I remember right in the book, they're actually chasing after an American uh, uh, frigate rather than a French frigate. And it it's one of the consul- Constitution class, so like uh, Old Ironsides. And not sorry, not Iron York, Iron Ironside, but language. Constitution. Okay, I'll continue going on. And another movie. <laughs> well, it's not an amazing movie. I just like it because it had just fun, good action of airplanes. Flyboys. I won't put that one in there.
0: Flyboys. Okay, that's a good one. Flyboys. Okay, I, that's one I was not expecting. Uh, this is the third time you brought up Master and Commander this year, I think. So I yeah, yeah. It <laughs> much. This is like the third time you brought it up this year, so I think. Okay. I can't believe you didn't pick that movie for us to watch instead of Oshinoko. Ko. Uh, but. Well, Seth. I think
3: we've all seen it. I, I was just trying to get something. Seen it. I was going with this theme, uh, theme of like unexpected.
0: Uh, okay. Seth, what are your top three?
1: Okay, first of all, before I go, I just want to predict that Jared's about to say 65 uh, million or whatever that. Uh, Adam Driver movie that just came out. That's my prediction for his historical movie, uh, where the spaceman fights dinosaurs. But uh here's my three. I actually put a caveat on this for me, just for the record, that I don't think anyone has to else follow, but it's just so I could actually limit it. I took out all war movies. So like if there's a big war involved, I took that out of it. America. So like Troy isn't gonna make my cut, but not that I don't love it. It's just, you know, or 1917's not going to make it. Top Gun won't make it because it has well, I know Top Gun does really have a war, but it's – Well, I was going to say,
3: Trey's, Troy and and Top Gun aren't exactly historical, but
1: yeah. Well, okay. I, all right. So in that case, all right, here's the one I got. The first one I have is Tombstone. I absolutely okay. love that movie. Great movie. Uh, the next one is The Last Duel, which came out last year, which is also a fantastically <laughs> great movie. Yes, you do. Uh, and the last one, okay. Now, see, this is where I'm confused because I said gladiator was the one I'm picking for my my third one here, but that wasn't actually based on any one particular person, so I'm not sure if we want to count that or not. Yes, Jared, do. are we? We do okay, no, gladiator it's is... sort
3: of like in the theme of how I picked master and commander, it's more of a movie good at showing the tone and uh, historical
1: atmosphere that time, okay. I'm good. Then gladiator was my third one, so
0: all right, Ray, what do you got? Uh good
2: list. The Patriot is another cable movie all-star um that I love kind of just stumbling onto and I love that movie a lot. Sorry, I hate that Mel Gibson's in it again, but 90s Mel Gibson was good Mel Gibson. We didn't know better. Um Saving Private Ryan seems like the obvious answer here, so I'm not gonna I feel like that's its own little category. So I'll go uh gladiator as well and then i will also pick i had it on my list here troy so i'll we'll go troy so there you go nice. i'm counting troy
0: so not to pick um now i'm gonna avoid movies y'all pick um seth
1: 1917
0: um i, I know that's you what i was figuring it's yeah it's,
1: i was joking because that's a great movie. Oh, damn, that was a good it's
0: one. it's it's perfect it's perfect so yeah, that's number one on my list. Um, number two, shout out to the movie that we watched I uh, think last year or the year before on this podcast, Black Hawk Down. Nice. Nice. Hey, uh, that movie was just really good. And I don't even remember my takes from the podcast, but I watched it recently. And I was like, man, I really like this movie. <laughs> so if I, actually, I remember
3: like, right, uh, what you liked about it is the fact that you could have both a movie showing it like, oh, man, these guys, uh, the soldiers are doing their best to protect each other and everything and honor them, but at the same time be a bit of an anti-war movie at the same time.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember dude. right.
3: I think that was your take on it, that, okay, the reason why I'm you like it. I'm going to go
0: back and listen to that episode, because like, I just love that movie, man. It was really good. Um, I want to watch Dunkirk, so I know that was... Uh everyone liked dunkirk or people had thoughts and feelings on seth dunkirk your face christian I... or
3: nolan man He's, oh, he I've can't go it. wrong with it
0: oh okay um and does this count as action apollo 13 Question more
2: i thought about that but no that's
1: drama uh
0: okay okay yeah, it's okay. like more like
1: suspense of like will they will they not um, make it
0: Okay. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. 100%. Okay. Shout out, Andrew Garfield. That, wait, wait, the wait, one movie wait. I haven't seen.
1: <laughs> did this man just pick a Mel Gibson-directed movie?
2: Oh, he did? Yeah. <laughs> no!
1: Did. Yes! That happened on air. That's recorded. We have that you for posterity's right. sake. No, I forgot
0: he directed that movie. I just remember Andrew Garfield. That man was amazing in that movie.
1: Also, um, Jared broke the streak. We had Russell Crowe in all three of hers and then then we and he was just, trying to avoid movies that y'all had already picked. LA Confidential was right there. there. Man of Steel yep.
3: was right Directed there. Directed by Mel Gibson. Yep, you are right there. <laughs> oh, damn it.
1: Damn
0: it. uh all right uh I'm sorry everyone. So I, Mel I, Gibson, I, MVP I, of the <laughs> podcast on this today. <laughs> I gotta go take oh, a man. shower.
1: I'm sorry guys. This is the greatest moment in our in the podcast right here. It's I downhill completely from here. Forgot.
0: I'm telling you, I watched that movie. I think it was uh last Christmas break. I watched it. And I was like, man, dude, Andrew Garfield was crushing it. The movie ended, then in the in-credits rolled, directed by Mel Gibson. i was like, what the fuck? God damn it. Um uh, okay, sorry. Reading it back in, we uh picked our movies that uh everybody had a great list except for mine. Um <laughs> throw my whole list out just based on my last movie. Uh but no guys, we got some good taste in movies. I really like that. So getting into this movie. Let's just start with the elephant in the room, Jordan or Ray, this is your part. Go in historical inaccuracies, Jordan Ray. Setting it up let's go well
2: yes that's there's so many inaccuracies like they didn't even wear kilts back then uh, that was kilts weren't even around until after William Wallace uh, Roger or Robert the Bruce never betrayed William Wallace you know that was all set up for drama in the movie the lady the the queen or the French queen or princess whatever um, would have been an infant at the time, of William Wallace's death, you know? So, like, that romance that was brooding there would, it never would have happened. There's a bunch of stuff, right? But I think the gist of it, of William Wallace as an outlaw leader, you know, fighting for independence and freedom, was all basically true. And I read a review where it's like, look, you can you can hate the movie for its inaccuracies, but if this movie makes you more interested in William Wallace and Robert the Bruce and the story of, of Scotland's independence, then it did its job. And I was like, no, that's true. So go uh, ahead, Jordan. That's why
3: I said the best Scottish propaganda movie right there. <laughs> Anyways, the most inaccurate what I want to say is the first major battle, the uh, Battle of Sterling, uh, where they used the spears and everything. It mm-hmm. is actually the Battle of Sterling Bridge. The Both armies were supposed to be fighting on a bridge. Well, yeah. No bridge in that movie, but okay. I, I just thought that one was funny because it's called Battle of Sterling Bridge. Yeah,
1: uh, I will. Seth, you, you look like you want to say something. One. I did. I that's... wish that they had actually kept that battle on a bridge because, especially what we've seen in recent years, that can still be really engaging watching. Like you know, the the churn. Yeah, because you got the most bodies uh, fuddling
3: in and everything, and it just comes to a big meat grinder. Yeah, I I feel like that would have been a great. But anyways.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like I thought that part would have been like, especially if they would have kept that in, that would have been really cool. I mean, this movie did come out before like 300, but I think the one thing 300 did good really well was ha- having like mass close quarter combat, like in tight spots. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing that that movie like actually like did well and like is withstanding time and obviously that came out after this movie but it would have been really good to actually see a good movie do something like that <laughs> um, <yeah>. another z- <laughs>
3: propaganda movie
1: Spartan oh, propaganda
3: time. with that one uh, with
1: Frank Miller. no uh, I also just wanted to add I think another difference for Braveheart in it's favor like a point in his favor is like Mel Gibson and I think the writer who is not related to Wallace, but shares a name, uh, they don't proclaim it to be historically accurate. Correct. And like, I think that's a big difference because sometimes you'll have authors and writers and uh, creators be like, no, this is accurate. Trust me. Here are some dubious historical sources I have for this. And this mm-hmm. is what the actual truth is. And they don't really say that they're like, yeah, it's inaccurate, but we are trying to go for this field of the mythic and the, you know, inspirational and telling a good story first. And I'm like, I can respect that as long as they don't try to proclaim that this is what happened.
3: And that's also why it doesn't bother me with the 300, because they start off right at of the bat where it's basically like story campfire time. And so that was a, mm. you're getting a perspective on it. Oh, and yeah. so <laughs> I, I think uh, that's a cool way of being like, hey, yeah, this is over-exaggerated
0: for a reason. And speaking of like propaganda, this led to a 55% increase in tourism for Scotland. Nice. So also, we, why
3: pretty much why they voted for their freedom to uh, separate from the UK. Yeah.
0: And so <laughs> it's just like it, it is extreme propaganda that was told. And it's, I, and, I mean, obviously, we are going through, like, the military-industrial complex in terms of, like, propaganda. So every movie that has, like, war depicted it the U.S. government has to, like, oversee it or see what's happening in it um, to increase that propaganda. Um, Hence, after Top Gun, there was an increase in sign-ups for the Navy and Air Force. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, anything else on the historical inaccuracies that we want to talk about before we jump into the good juicy parts of the movie? I do want to say, I feel like
2: anytime you talk to someone who claims to be a film expert, they can't help but bring up, oh, you know, it's historically inaccurate, like all the time, but it's like, it overshadows what this movie did for Hollywood. Cause if you think about it, like this movie really reignited the sword and sandal genre. We got Gladiator, we got Three Hundred, we got all these movies that came out after this movie. And it was it was because it was such a huge success. So I think that's the biggest impact this movie has had. And I know it's inaccurate, but it, it does so much more right as a movie. It's not a documentary, you know?
0: Oh yeah. Um and like I said, it a lot of times like no one no one brings up the story. Actually people do at times, but like I always tell you guys, I'm over black trauma movies. I'm over white savior movies, mm-hmm. and those are being cranked out by the second. I mean, not now, uh, due to the writer strike. We support the writers, um, but obviously, like it's just beaten over the head, and none of that shit is accurate. <laughs> it's so inaccurate. But everyone's like, "Oh man, you gotta watch this movie. It's so great." No one's carrying the water for historical inaccuracies. When it comes to a white savior fucking movie. I.e. Green Book. Shit. Okay. Um, sorry. There's I like There's a bunch
2: of examples there.
0: I just... Ugh. um, Awesome. So, let's talk about some of the good parts of the movie. Because as I'm a little bit more... Ho-hum about this movie. I would really like it. I The parts I really liked were the two battle scenes. And... Love him, hate him. We mostly hate him. Almost all of us hate him. Mel Gibson, fire quotes in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of his main speech, uh, but what else do we like about this movie, Yorton?
3: I think this was the first, or not the first, but like the movie where it really pushed where, like, yeah, movie of the year, big, can have your just crazy action blood fest basically and i feel like this was a good example of this movie where the uh, the violence and everything felt necessary because guess what this type of combat is nasty man and it produces a lot of casualties and so i, I think that was one of the big takeaways with this movie and why oh, the action yeah. scenes are so rememberable
0: And it's so funny, because as, uh, sorry, Ray, I'm going to go to you. As Ray and I used to, I guess we all used to, like, grew up watching this on, like, TNT or TBS. uh, I guess I forgot how bloody it was. Go ahead, Ray. (laughs) Yeah, they don't show that, do they?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Ray. Uh, Y'all remember during the Matrix, not the Matrix, uh, John Wick 2, there's a giant fight up in, like, the top floor of this building that's nothing but mirrors. And I remember recalling he's fighting the, the girl, the the badass girl. And I remember Rose. like yeah Ruby Rose and I remember asking you guys like how do they film this and not capture cameras in the in the mirrors and the reflections. Like it was unbelievable. And this this time watching this movie, maybe it's cause what Jared said where it wasn't on TNT. It was actually like yeah I'm watching I'm literally watching an 80 inch TV and there's no tv edit and i'm just like it made me th- like actually question how did how do they film these scenes like how did they do this because there's literally a scene where i i pause it i rewound it and i watch it again a guy gets hit in the head with a hammer from someone on top of a horse and it turns his neck around and then he gets pushed bumped by the horse into like another horse and gets squeezed and falls down but i'm like how do you how do you even start setting that up to film and not actually like I, I just don't it's just it was so believable every hit looked real every impact looked like it really happened and I just don't understand how they did it and it's just a marvel that it happened in the '90s like that because I feel like I don't I don't know I feel like it could have been cheap and not believable but it it was it was good and I think I'm gonna nominate someone for MVP right now, and it's the battle coordinator. He is... I'm nominating him for MVP. I'm not saying he's my pick, but I am nominating him.
0: So, um, speaking of all the blood and guts, Mel Gibson actually had, like, stepped into the room to edit the film as well. And they left... I mean, not as much, but the theatrical release had to be cut down uh, to fit into... Rated R. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, they they left 19 minutes of the film on the cutting room floor, on the actual, like, release copy on the cutting room floor. They were like, hey, no, this actually isn't going to make theaters if we keep in these 19 minutes. So it's kind
1: of crazy. Um, Seth,
0: what are your thoughts? What, what, what did you like?
1: So... I'm going to go ahead and hit on a point when you get to your negative. I'm not going to discuss it directly, but I'll tie back to it whenever you address this. So it's a long movie and I actually like long movies that work where the whole first hour is good setup for what comes in the back two hours. And I hate long movies that don't do that. And so I feel like my payoff so it's not just like a war movie. it's not just an action movie great action movie great action scenes but it's not just that so it has that whole you know big origin story almost like it's its own trilogy of movies in and of itself right like the first hour is his you know origin how did he come to be the second movie is him being the hero winning the battle of sterling and then the third hour is his fall when he loses at falkirk and then he you know gets captured and you know brutally you know executed and then entirely horrific way. Uh that pains me, makes me cringe thinking about. But it's like you get an entire trilogy in one movie here and I like that. And I think that a lot of movies that try to like go over a person's life, especially a folk hero or some type of hero like that, they end up failing miserably because they actually try to crunch it down too much and you end up feeling like I feel like I get here, where where did we jump in? And I never really got that yeah. feeling in this movie where it's like how do we get to this? wait what did i miss something and so i really really liked that part of this movie is that it felt like a full person's life story in three hours which is i don't know it was was impressive and also like you said the battle scenes are great Uh, It's just a really likeable characters and easily hateable characters and even robert the bruce who you don't like in this week, to do though, because he's trying. Like I like that he had a character arc as well. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was my favorite part though, is that it, it encapsulated his whole life and didn't I, waste any of my time.
0: I think just like in every movie, they were just like, "Hey man, we need we need a Scottish guy. Uh, let's let let's cast Angus McFadden, McFadden And Like like, hey, I need we need a Scottish guy." I was like, uh, "What's Angus up to right now?" Uh what's Robert Who's the that? Bruce doing? What's he doing? Oh uh, okay. Uh yeah, no, Robert the Bruce. It's like what what's Robert the Bruce up to? And it was like i uh, he, he retired three years ago. Uh he said he's not gonna act anymore. Call him up, cast him anyways. We need a Scottish guy. No, I just feel like he's in all movies as a Scottish guy. So um what were you gonna say?
2: His face in this movie looked a little too young and he looked kinda like I just if Robert the Bruce is the guy who ultimately delivers them to freedom, uh, him at this age, I guess with his baby face, it didn't work for me. I, it's not believable. That's that's one of the uh, very minor nitpick. But I was like, I don't think he didn't really have much charisma. I don't think people are following this guy.
3: Well, but, I don't think you necessarily uh, supposed to feel like that through most of the movie. I feel like at the end is where it's finally like Robert the Bruce is like, oh. I I need to lead them and take charge, and so yeah. that's
2: what I'm saying. At the yeah. end, though, he looked even more like a baby with that weird gear he had on. I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. It was just a stupid nitpick.
1: But I'll I'll agree with you on that because there's one part of the movie. Now that you say that, that I did go like, not sure uh, no, I believe not that yet, Not yet. Not oh, yet. No. All, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. I'll come back. I'll come back. You have a have order of I'll rules.
0: Come, <laughs> Jared is respect the law. In order, (laughs) uh, so we're on act. We're on the cast talking about the good parts of the cast, and we'll get into gripes, crapping, and nitpicks. So as I just brought up McFadden, uh, now and Gleason. Hey man, I can watch this man in anything.
2: I I think this introduced us to him.
0: I can. This was what introduction to him in this film?
2: I think so. I think it introduced us to him. But, yeah, you're right. Brennan Gleeson's great in this. Um, uh, I, Sophie Marceau's in this. Yes,
0: <laughs> she is. is she looked super young.
2: She did. Um, the Irishman, who I'm nominating for six Man right now, <laughs> was in this. I don't know who that actor is, but what a great <laughs> character to have in this movie. Got he talks to God, y'all. Um.
0: <laughs> the Irishman. Uh, no, I think, uh, like, jeez, like, Patrick Magoon, Guhan, Magoon, I'm going to butcher all these names. Longshanks, I thought he played a really. He played his role really well. I was just like, Hey, dude, I want to punch you. I hate you. I don't like you. You're not menacing. You're just fucking little finger. Mm-hmm. And he did that role really well. Um, Jordan, any actors you liked in this movie?
3: I pretty much you covered most of it. Because uh, I was going to say the same about what Ray said with the Irish man. He won the six man award on that. So, I feel like he's going to win that. But yeah, uh, everyone was, it just felt like a really good cast altogether. So, it's almost funny. It's like no one stood out, but that's because everyone did so well in this movie. That's sort of how Mm -hmm. my feeling is. Like, everyone knew, like, hey, yeah, this is a big film and we're going to win some Academy Awards with this movie. That's sort of how it felt.
1: On the cat... Have, oh, go ahead, Seth. Oh, yeah, I, there's one other person I do want to shout out because I feel like she doesn't get her due. And I will have a semi-Ray moment in that I thought she was more attractive than the French princess. You know, it's Catherine McCormick. Uh, I was like, holy crap, she is extremely beautiful in this movie. Uh, but the thing is about her though, that's as far Ray as I'm going.
2: Uh, no, is that, but using Ray is a bad verb, or adjective, y'all. It's not bad. <laughs>
1: uh, no, but like I thought she actually did a really good job for having for really helping to sell the motivation of William Wallace in the movie, in that, like, she didn't have time, especially comparatively for the whole movie, but she made me care enough where I was, like, angry at the, you know, boil-ridden Englishmen who tried to Mm -hmm. attack her and everything, and I just think she didn't feel, it didn't feel like a cliche, because I actually cared about her character enough already at that point, and so she did a great job as well.
2: I agree, and I also want to shout out one of the the are they called lords like the old ult, the ultra wealthy that the king keeps trying to bribe with land and stuff. Um, yeah, the guy named Craig, his actor's name is John Cavanaugh. He's the guy who pretty much the bald guy who uh, lies to Robert the Bruce to like to make a truce with William Wallace. Very punchable. Did a great job in this movie. He made me hate him very much. I did not like that guy, and I feel like he did his job really well. Um, The Irish guy, I just want to shout this out, because I don't know if we're not doing best lines. I just want to say one line, and we'll we'll move on from this, Jared. Made me laugh out loud. He said, the Almighty tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. Made me laugh out
0: loud. (laughs) Yes, Um, and... Uh, it's actually one of the opening lines from a former podcast I used to listen to. Um, uh the Lights, camera, barstool. Mm, I picked it by barstool. It, it is what it is. I don't know about it. I mean, well, barstool sucks.
1: Um, Jared's but, making all sorts of revelations today on this podcast.
0: Yeah, I know. But it was a long time ago. I haven't listened to it in like two years, two, three years. Uh, but that's one of the quotes from the opening of the podcast. But um, now we're going to move into gripes, crap, and, and nitpick. Seth, since you started this off, um, or since you had something going, to so go ahead and keep going.
1: Oh, the only thing I had really is I do not believe that in this movie, with the way that Robert the Bruce was depicted, that William Wallace would have told him like halfway through the movie, even I would follow you. Right. I was like, why? Why? I mean, granted, I will say this, though, in fairness, relative to the other three people in the room. OK, but he made it seem like there was some deeper reasoning other than you're, you know, not the worst thing ever compared like to the three old men. Or something. Yeah, like something like I don't know. It was one of those things where I was like, I had a hard time believing that, but I got over it quickly because I understood that Robert the Bruce was a big deal, so I was cool with it, but that was my one little moment in the movie where I was kind of like, huh? All
0: right, um, Ray, any crapping?
2: No crapping. Uh, I said Robert the Bruce. There is one thing, and I this this is the first time I saw it, and this is so stupid. When he's getting his balls cut off and they start chanting mercy and they cut to the crowd, there's a little girl who looks directly to the camera. And I saw her this time. And I was like, oh, now I can never not see her anytime I watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it.
0: Oh, goodness. Uh, Jordan?
2: I, I don't. I really don't care about the inaccuracies because ultimately this movie made me go on my, on my Barnes & Noble nook and search up William Wallace because I wanted to read more about him in his life and I wanted to read more about Robert the Bruce. So like
1: it got me interested in the, in the history of it, you know, it made me watch outlaw King, a great Chris Pine movie. And this is a Chris Pine loving podcast. It good? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> I did actually. I really liked it. I watched it right after Braveheart. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Good double feature. I need to rewatch it again. Yeah, it was great. Chris Pine was fantastic as always.
0: All right. Not going to fall for that bait. Uh, Yorton, what was the question again I missed? <laughs> oh, are, are you just crapping? Any crapping or nitpicks? No. no uh,
3: I pretty much already discussed my only nitpicks on it.
0: So, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh-oh. This movie just 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 does just doesn't do it for me, y'all. That's that's kind of what it is. I was watching it, and I'm just like, I... Outside of like the battle sequences, it's uh not not really there. And that's that's on that that's I understand that's on me because there's a lot of good content that the world puts out. Um I'll I just tried to watch Succession also, uh mm-hmm. Brian Cox. And it's good, it just it's not for me. And so like there's some things out there that are just like that. Um, and it's, this movie's kind of it for me. Like, ah, it's like very like midlining. Go ahead, Ray. Uh,
2: That's a fine take. I mean, you're you're wrong, but good for you. Um, but. (laughs) I didn't say anything negative. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, (laughs) I, I get that. And I feel like I maybe. What, what. I don't know. Something about the music in this movie. Elevates it to another level where it is. Where I would rewatch it maybe three times, that music is so damn good in this movie. I think it elevates the movie. I- I- I'm surprised the music didn't make it worth re-watching over and over again for you. Because you, I know you're really into the music and sound design of the movies. And I understand it like on the surface if you didn't like what the movie was presenting you. But I was hoping, man, that music, those bagpipes really kind of elevated it for you. And
0: like I said, this was like the first time I've watched this movie, like not on TNT, TBS. Mm -hmm. So It was kind of like watching it for the first time. And so like, I'm not saying that I won't watch it again. I may go back to it, but it just didn't really do anything for me. And it's kind of like, it it reminds me of like black movies. Like if you're a black person, you like, you've got to see like Friday you know, Best Man, uh, you know, Boys in the Hood, New Jack City. And I feel like this is the other way for, like, white people. If you haven't seen Braveheart. You're just like, hey, now I'm taking your white card. Because yeah. <laughs> it's oh just like, God. if I haven't first seen
3: Friday... That, like, that's so much a hot take, but a what? unusual take. I, that is my favorite saying.
2: thing you said. And I also don't know how to respond to it. Like I just, I don't.
1: I, I, I just think,
2: wow. I feel but I
1: don't know what way. It's my second favorite thing he said. My first was that he picked Hacksaw Ridge, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> I don't know. Do <laughs> This is a movie that doesn't have one single person of color in it. Just throwing that out there.
0: Yeah, well, no, no, like, because it's England of the 1200.
2: I know, but I get you where you're coming a, from. It's already not historically it.
0: accurate. But that's not even the point of what I'm saying. It's just that this movie does feel very mayonnaise.
2: Oh, now you're you just mean- throwing out insults and slurs. <laughs>
3: Yes, a movie that takes place in Scotland and England in the 1200s. Yes, <laughs> you know, what Brody, do you expect?
0: Of Brody, <laughs> I Buddy, just like, I picked my number one historical movie as 1917. There's not know, a single person in color me. in there.
3: Yeah, there are. They had I'm the whole, because the uh, they man. had the uh, British uh, auxiliaries guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and then, uh, come on. I said shout out to, like, Troy. I know, I'm just I messing
2: with it. you, dude.
0: I this is
2: you called me mayonnaise
0: <laughs> I, again. I'm not saying I'm not gonna watch this movie again. I'm gonna watch it this time. I'm gonna watch it strictly for the music. Um, I guess sorry, I digress. My only nitpick for the movie was when William Wallace got ambushed in the village and then everything went into like slow mo. They're mm-hmm. like, no, no, don't. And then watch out. And I was like, this is like, you no, know, three fourths of the way through the movie. And then they do like a trope that they haven't done the entire movie. So that did kind of like take me out a bit. I was just like, if y'all had have like done this separate times through the movie, it would have been okay. But like right at the end when we know it's going to happen, it's like, just let it happen. But that's only a nitpick. Sorry. That's only a nitpick. Didn't do anything else, but like I said, those are my thoughts on this film. Anyways,
3: nice film. I I just wanted to bring something up. Ray, were you the one talking about the music in the movie? Because I was yeah. just going through the Academy Awards because I know Braveheart's got quite a few of. Ooh, it. Let's do
0: the
2: Oscar. Let's talk. About you know, Oscar. I was yeah. going to
3: say for the best music. You know what got it? Oh, Pocahontas God. in that. Uh, Whack was the winner. Yep. Uh, Braveheart wasn't even on the list, but I just thought that was interesting.
2: What year did this come out?
3: It's for the nineteen ninety. The movie came out in 95. is for the 96 Oscars.
0: Got the Academy Awards up for this film. It won Best Picture, Best Director... Excuse me. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Makeup. It was nominated for Screenplay, Costume Design, Film Editing, dramatic score, and sound. So, it was up against Apollo 13, Babe, The Postman, and Sense and Sensibility for Best Picture.
1: Okay, can we just say for a second, I did not realize Babe was apparently this loved. Really? Yeah, Neither. because I'm like, it's a movie about a fucking pig.
3: Dude, everyone went crazy over that movie when it I'll, first came
1: I mean, out. I, I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That'll do, Pig. You know, the one of the top lines never say on a first date. You know, I, I get it, but like, I. Best picture nomination? Uh, dude, yeah.
3: that, that is a movie that pulls on the tart strings big. Yeah,
0: burn, this episode, so Ray, burn this episode. Burn this <laughs> episode. Burn it. No. I must- All right. Damn. Who's got the next hot take here? <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no! I'm talking about your comment, your comment oh. during this episode. Uh, the
3: the first date one. I'm like, wow.
0: So I, I don't recommend it, guys. No, I figured that would be a bad idea. I'm very upset at the best supporting actor category this year because. Fucking Kevin Spacey won for Usual Suspects over James Cromwell. Man, like, come yeah, that on, was, bro! Oh no, that was a good
1: job. He did a good job. James
0: Cromwell carried a movie with the CGI pig. But I mean,
1: Kaiser said they, so they used a real pig. I right, well, hey.
0: they, they still even carried the movie with the pig. I mean, and it is naughty.
3: interesting that the fact that and he got supporting actor, not a uh, main actor.
1: Where well, the pig was the main actor.
3: Yeah, exactly. I just find that interesting.
2: Uh, so, I yeah. want to clarify something Yorton said earlier. He said... I think he looked at the wrong category. Pocahontas won for, music, for the original musical and or comedy score. But there was another category for dramatic score. Yep. And Braveheart was nominated, but it lost to the postman. Whoever, whatever. Oh, okay. So, know, so is that the Kevin Costner it had... postman? Yep. Yep.
1: Really? Oh, it is? I'm
2: not
1: like... I liked that movie, too, but I'm like, how is that? No, 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 no.
0: It's a the This music. is a comedy drama. It's an Italian film.
1: Um. Oh. Oh, okay. I feel much okay. better about that now. Because I was like, I like Kevin Costner. Oh, because he's got the oh, ill po- Postino. Okay. Uh, nice.
3: but but hey, so Bray, Bray Part Bray? 1,
2: Best Movie and Director. So, like,
0: it Oh, goes. you're right. There we go. So with we... no acting. When we talk about with Best Sound... One the pig. Best sound, ed- best sound effects, editing. So Braveheart won. It was nominated with Crimson Tide and another movie. Y'all will never guess. That is an interesting list. I'm looking at it right now. Braveheart, Forever, for and Crimson ever.
3: Tide. All put. Heck
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, best director was. Mel Gibson won for going up against Chris Noonan, Tim Robbins uh, for Dead Man Walking, Michael Figgs for Figgies for Leaving Las Vegas. Good movie. Uh, Michael Mm. Radford for The Postman. But yeah, I think the acting categories uh, go straight into what Jordan said earlier. Like Everyone was good in this movie. They played their roles really well. And since everyone was so good, no one really stood out. Any more comments on the Oscars before we hop into categories? No, we're good with the
1: Oscar talk. Let's move on. Babe got nominated for Best Picture. I'm still not gonna. I'm gonna have to process that for a long so, time. But. I, wa- I, I want to say you we're just about
3: to go revisit it. You know, and when's the last time you seen Babe?
1: A movie about future bacon got nominated for Best Picture. I, I just don't know what to do with my life.
2: All right. Before we go to the categories, hold on. I know we're about to hit the categories, but I do want to say I'm reading a book right now. Called The Outlaws of Sherwood. And it's a Robin Hood novel. And it's really good. And I'm just like reading that. At the same time I'm watching this movie. Which is kind of like. They're very similar. Robin Hood and William Wallace in this movie. Just. Jordan. You know it's similar. You got this outlaw fighting for freedom. Who gathers a group of men. Sometimes they're merry, Sometimes they're not. And they're fighting for their freedom. And I just. It's similar vibes. I just want to throw that out there. Alright, go on to Category.
0: Sometimes they're merry and sometimes <laughs> they're not.
3: <laughs> I thought you were ready it. to bust out for song we, with that
0: one right there. We need to end this episode. Alright, Categories. Best Scene. Nominating the impassioned speech through the whole first battle scene. Uh, that's my nomination. That's what I'm picking. Ray, you raised your hand. What are we talking about?
2: Well, I want to nominate a few here and we got meeting the Irishman for the first time. What a great introduction to a character, you know? You're like, oh, this guy, this guy's cool as shit. I hope he, I hope he's a good guy. All the way to the end of the scene when he saves William Wallace from the attacker, and William Wallace thinks he's attacking him. Um, the battle the shield
3: scene seems w- better, I think.
2: Uh-huh.
3: the The Irishman's shield seems better. <laughs>
2: um, the battle scene where they outsmart their opponents with the uh, is that the, the the Sterling Bridge one?
3: Mm-hmm. The first one where the faint where they pretend like the cavalry is retreating and then comes in. Yes. At the end. Yeah.
2: And does that also include the Irish mutiny where the Irish charge and just start shaking hands with them? No. Okay. No. Well, that that's the second it. scene I want to nominate is the Irish mutiny where they charge like they're going to attack and then just stop and shake hands like ah we're not a, we're not going to fight against you because you know? it's my um, island, my yeah. island. Um, but I do want to shout out the dick flashing scene that made me laugh. Um, Robert the Bruce's betrayal was something that was fabricated, but it hit hard. I thought it was a good reveal and moment where you kind of felt Wallace's pain like, shit, not even he believes in the freedom of Scotland, you know? And he just kind of mentally gave up there. And the ending, the torture and death of William Wallace, I thought was really well done. I thought uh, he did a good job with that. I thought it was really powerful, just the freedom scream and everything, so. so anytime he yells
3: freedom, it's definitely a, a scene to remember.
0: Freedom! Yeah, no. Do do love William Wallace yelling freedom in random times? Yes, I mean, but uh, I, anyway. I'm going
3: to have to go with Jared uh, with his speech at Sterling Bridge. That best line there. Except is shaking his head in protest about it.
1: It's a great scene. It's not the best scene, though. The best scene, the one for me, and it's going to be weird. So I kind of talked about this and alluded to it earlier, and that each hour fell into movie and everything. And so for me, there is this big fulfilling moment in which after they cut Catherine McCormick's or Murren's throat, right, and he comes riding in and he's all like his arms out, And, you know, you see the men gathering around him, and then he just goes full diehard on him, but with, you know, a swinging mace instead of a taped gun to his back. But then he takes the dude, like the guy slit her throat, and just words, he just takes him, throws him up there, and just goes whoop. I loved every second of that. And the moment you see him riding slowly up to the thing to the moment where he takes his revenge. I was like, because that was the moment. That was the moment where he switched. That's where he changed. And he went from being the guy who was trying not to be, you know, he wanted to just be peaceful. He wanted to be Clark Kent. And then he turned into Superman. That was his origin story.
0: All right. All right. We're done. I am. Oh, Cut his, his line. line. <laughs> Cut he his didn't, line. He didn't
2: even, hold on. He didn't even say anything to the guy. He just, just took care of
1: it. Yes! That's the part I loved about it. Like he you conveyed every emotion without a single word. He just and the guy's over here talking, and he's like, I don't give a shit what you say, dude. I'm about to cut your throat. And he just does it.
2: <laughs> I didn't pick a scene here. Um I'm gonna go with just the battle scene at uh Sterling. Not the just the whole scene, not just the the this the, the, the speech, but actual fighting. Yeah,
3: because you you said you like the flashing spots. (laughs) I like the what? Flashing.
2: Oh, yeah, that's not why I picked it. I don't (laughs) like seeing. Well, I actually saw Wiener on my 80-inch TV because it's such a big screen. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't see this on TNT. Um, But uh, it it was a good fight scene. Go ahead, Jared. Uh,
0: So, no. Our winner is the speech and Sterling Bridge. Entire scene great segment <laughs> bridge i have seen I've seen crunch reps more supreme than this court uh cool so m v p of the movie uh for me I, dude i don't this is tough who is cinematography actually now that I'm
1: looking you at- know who it is you know who the m v p of this movie is uh-uh. it, it's fine it's fine
3: John Troll is the cinematographer. Because I was Oh, John Troll.
0: MVP. Let's go. Let's go. John Troll. Really?
2: Over James Horner? Over uh, Scotland? Over. Over Scotland? Over the... Dude, the reason why Scotland God, so looks so good star. is because of him.
1: Scotland. Shit. MVP. He, he edited. No. No, it's Mel Gibson. You know it. He edited the movie. He He'll uh, edit it He directed it. Up right now. He acted in it. We Jordan, know you. Who do we, you got?
3: You know what, though? I, I, I am go- The reason why I looked it up, because I was going with Jared, uh, cinematographer, which is beautiful, shows off Scotland and everything. <laughs> but I, I, I agree with him, and that's just one of my biggest takeaways every time I watch this movie, is how beautiful this movie is shot. Yes, I agree! Mel Gibson did an amazing job, but at, at the same time, this is probably one of the best cinematography movies ever. And so I am going to give it to him. I
2: right. am not going to agree with Seth, but I'm also not going to agree with you two. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful movie to look at. And yes, Bill Gibson did everything correct. And it was just well done. He did editing. He directed. He's it. Jimmy yeah. Butler in the playoffs. Okay, cool. Um,
0: uh, except for Jimmy Butler is a good guy. Well, I individual. Individual.
2: I'm taking that out of the equation. Um, the battle coordinator for me is, I don't even have a name, just battle coordinator is the winner for me. Because that and James Horner's music are the two most memorable, memorable things for me about this movie. And so that's what I'm taking away at. So, you guys well, have your picks. I will lose, but you're wrong.
1: This is the Russell Westbrook MVP right now. That's what this is. I just want you to know that. You're not wrong. Mel Gibson deserved it. I mean, <laughs> Mel I mean uh, let, let that That is not arguing for Mel Gibson the person, just Mel Gibson uh, the
0: artist uh, in this movie. Let, let's call for it me. It has it.
3: nothing to do with the, uh, the if yeah. Mel Gibson's good or bad person. To me, it's just I love that cinematography of the movie, and that was always. what but it says a
2: lot. lot about. The, it says a lot about this movie that there's legit like four nominees for this. For this uh, award, like it—I mean, like
0: what it—it it, it has to be like Scotland. It has to be like the cinematography. Like it boosted. It's propaganda. Jordan's right. It's the propaganda machine. It has to be. That one won the movie. For like sure. I'm not even—I'm not even like discrediting Mel Gibson because obviously he edited the movie and he produced it to be able to get it into theaters to be this successful. But it's the setting it was in. It was everything that was done. It's a beautiful movie. And it's, this is like one of those ensemble movies that came together that just, I guess, was like a perfect storm. And like, legitimately, no disrespect towards Mel Gibson in this movie specifically. No disrespect because he did a great job. But it just, me, I just nominate everyone involved with this movie. Like, <laughs> if I had to pick, it would just be everyone.
3: I. Uh- he, the cinematographer, also did one of other uh Ray's favorite movies with Almost Famous.
0: Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, yeah. all right, so our winner is pretty much everyone essentially because we all <laughs> like different picks. Um, Six Man, D- we talked about the Irishman Ray.
2: I mean, it's got to be him, right? There's a lot of great actors in this movie that are nominated, but they're just filling up the nomination spots. It's it's the I, Irishman.
0: Yeah, I was gonna go with either the Irishman or we Were gonna be my six man, and like I brought up Longchanks earlier, he was just the perfect villain, like Yeah, just so unlikable. I was like, mm. every time I saw his idea. face, every time I saw his face, I just like.
1: <laughs> I get why British people wouldn't like this movie because it's like you watch my like, yeah. F to English. And then you got to right. remember that this was like 800 years ago. It has nothing to do with modern day stuff, but you're he like.
2: He had very Game of Thrones vibes to him. Very Lannister esque.
0: Yeah, yes. Littlefinger.
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid of Lannister. Nah, I'm more he was Lannister. definitely a Lannister.
1: Tywin
2: Lannister. Uh, actually, he yeah. Very... Yeah, he's Tywin. Yeah. yeah. Like Even the guy how he treated really his son. But, yeah,
3: especially the way he treated <laughs> his son. He's like, dude. My son's hey. so sensitive. Father no way I can tell him to negotiate. Father of
0: the year. <laughs> Father of the year. Time and Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Jeez, that was... All right. Um... And
3: Tywin's my favorite Game of Thrones character, so I- I'm good with
1: that.
2: No, I'm not opening up that... That... Mm, that... is that's a podcast...
1: Episode. That's a bonus is... episode. I like oh, that bonus buddy. episode of category and ranking characters in Game of Thrones. There we go. That's a bonus. Cause I, let's do it.
0: No, 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 no. no. Seriously. Uh, Ray, mark that down. We're doing it. Cause I, that'll, That's going to be a fun episode. Um, and we all liked everything about the movie. There was nothing we would all like, take away. I don't think there's a general consensus. So, um, all right. Guys, you know what time it is. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes game. Maybe I'll put that
2: in this time. Maybe I'll put that song back in this time.
0: Uh, All right. Who won last week?
1: I think not.
2: I accepted.
0: I'm very disappointed.
3: Because he not... did the 9.2. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, because I forgot. I we said had 8.2. To, we have to do the online, the other The thing. IMD. Because uh, it wasn't on yeah. IMDb yet. Uh, or it wasn't on uh, Rotten Tomatoes yet. So. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, Alright. hey, What did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes? And why?
2: This movie. Um, I feel like. Because people harp on the inaccuracies. It lowers it 10 points on what it should get. So instead of a ninety four it got an eighty four okay, all right, we're going high
0: um okay now I know it's not high <laughs> it, and we're going high <laughs> um we're going two, for 2. A movie? you you said tone for a movie that points won best picture ah boy uh we're going we're going high right. uh probably not high enough. we'll see um Oh, help Jordan, them well, out, Jordan. Be- just because of the way Jared
3: reacted, I am going to go 75.
0: Oh, we're going to go with 75. What? Uh, 82. Well, you normally go with 82. Maybe you should go with 82. What was your number going to be, Jordan? You
2: know what? 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 What was your number going to be? Uh,
3: 85. But you took eighty five, so I took eighty four. Don't be like, "Oh, okay." To do that to me,
2: but <laughs> do it. Do but it.
3: someone opened his mouth, and I'm like, "Oh, well, I know I'm wrong here." So, you're saying what? 72? 75.
0: I mean, okay. it's almost like you should have went with your normal answer of eighty two. All right, Seth, what's yours? So this is
1: hard because one definitely bias my perception, but there's no way it's lower than 75. Like it just can't be. I mean, I know they harp on inaccuracies. So I agree with Ray's actually like his logic of like they harp on the inaccuracies and everything. So I'm going to go with, he said 75, you said 84. So I'm going to try to split the difference and just say 79. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Guys,
0: I mean it can't be like an eighty-five. That's What's so cool from is? the audience? From the, the seventy five. Uh, Jordan yeah. got it on the dot. Let's go, Jordan. Seventy-five. Why oh, am gonna trick me like that? <laughs> How's it guess,
1: seventy-five though? That's too low. No,
3: I I know how you feel, Seth. I know how you feel. You know,
1: I yeah. Because I mean, this is win a
3: win, dishonest win here. I feel no. like uh,
0: you know
2: how I feel. Like, Jared is Scott Foster and just gave the game to you guys by, like, his reaction to my pick.
0: Okay? this
2: is the worst. He's the worst referee in the league. He just told you guys I went too high. So you both went lower than me.
0: so you go, I was going to to... pick
2: higher than me. Yorton said he was going to pick higher than me. (laughs) I mean,
0: Seth would have still won.
1: Uh, Seth would have went higher, I think. No, the I was actually playing on going 82.
0: The so, issue is... Because I thought 92. So... He thought 92! No, no. I,
1: I mean, 92 minus, no, 92 minus 10. Like, Because I agreed with your logic. That's how I was approaching oh. it. Like, I thought it should have been a 92, and I was going to take letter it off is. a letter grade. I just I feel dirty for
0: that
2: win.
1: It's rigged.
0: It's not rigged.
3: And <laughs> I don't even like it, because no way this movie, for critics, be 75, a best, <laughs> best, directed, best directed movie, best director... Best Best picture. picture. Come on, people.
0: Yeah. So I feel like there's a
3: little bias going there about (laughs) retro (laughs) review or something. Yeah,
0: I think that this movie, like based on the like what Rotten Tomatoes does, it's hey, if you rated it positively, it's fresh. I had a 25 fucking percent of critics. This movie's like, but I like, I am the most like, ah, I'm mid on this movie, and it's in, eh. but I wouldn't rate it rotten. Like, what's happening? Film.
3: Oh, no. Mm. makes no okay. sense to me,
0: it doesn't. So, this film had a budget of 70 million paid back. Oh, ho, 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 ho. 213 million just from box office. No telling what it but made. For- <laughs> Uh, and then I mean, obviously, for the uh, country of Scotland, it brought them 55% more revenue in tourism over the next year. So, yeah, this movie was successful no matter which way you cut it. And Roger Let's Ebert sure. loved the movie three
2: and a half out of four.
0: So. Half out of four. Look at that. Not a bad movie, huh? Not bad yeah. movie at all. Oh, okay. so, so, are we uh recommending this movie to a friend? 100%.
1: Okay. Anyone. Yeah. Not even without reservation. No caveats.
0: Uh, I would do the same. I would do the same. I would recommend especially if you haven't watched it. Yeah, hell yeah, watch it. And if uh, you're
2: white, apparently, you have to see it.
0: <laughs> I mean, apparently. <laughs> if if I run into a white person and saw it, I'm taking a white card. Yes, let, me uh, see your, let me see your wallet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. I, I don't even know what to say to that.
0: Uh, we need to clip that part and... Nope, it's going live, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, no no I mean like clip it and post it on something. Uh, oh, dude. okay. Um and then is this in a hall of fame fellas?
2: Absolutely. I yeah, one. I have to put it in the hall.
1: I bought the steel book so I could watch it once a year. I mean, I don't know. I had to pay extra for that bad boy because it ain't actually in print anymore. But yeah, I'm, I'm watching this movie. This I watched is... I bought it on Mercari or whatever. For like 35 yep. bucks.
0: I am uh, the one voter who voted for Walker Kessler to win Rookie of the Year this year over because Paolo Bancaro received uh, 74 out of the 75 first place votes. One person voted for Walker Kessler. And that's kind of like me with this movie. I understand I'm going to be that one guy. was like, I'm not going to put in the Hall of Fame. Oh, so, yeah. Uh,
2: but this movie You're makes it. Make sense, right? Go ahead. I know you can vote for it, but I looked up the steelbook price, and it is forty five bucks so Seth, did you spend forty five bucks on this movie?
1: I spent uh thirty five nice. i got okay. it I got it new, but I got it from a second hand dealer, so okay. I was able to save some money.
0: Nice, nice,
1: uh, and it was worth every penny for the record Oh, Seth, speaking of pennies.
0: What are we throwing at the wall next week?
1: So here's the deal. The one thing that I feel like we need to do that we have not done yet. I was going to do Western. I'm not going to lie. Like I was going to do Tombstone. I'll admit that's what I was going to do. That was my pick for the last three weeks. I've been texting Jared who was passionate to Christ to try to get a rise out of him to take the bait. He never did. Uh, but here's what we're going to do. We have not done true crime yet. So we're going to do true crime. We're going to watch the last duel. Oh. It. Now he has a reason to watch it. And so we're going to do The Last Duel.
2: I'm excited. I love Ben Affleck. I love Matt Damon. And I love Ridley Scott. So, uh,
1: Oh, yeah. I just picked wrong. a Matt Damon movie. You should be shocked by that fact. It's one of the few Matt Damon movies I like.
2: All right. Don't well, even... We didn't know this movie.
3: Pierre does
1: not look happy. He does not look happy at all. It's a great movie. It's like he smelled a fart or something. And he um, doesn't like true crime.
3: When did this movie come out?
1: Oh, last year 20?
3: last year, okay. It yeah, flopped completely... because
1: it went straight to streaming and there is absolutely zero like almost no promotional.
2: I'm just there was no even marketing for it. Like, it My face nothing. is yeah. just
0: doing this because Seth just picked the Matt Damon movie. I know, I know, right? Right. It's like me picking a Chris Pine movie.
1: Well no, we love Chris Pine in this podcast. This oh, is yeah. uh, uh we're actually Chris... you, going to be putting in to change. Oh, what do you not like that's Chris Podcast. Pine there?
0: Bro, we've had this conversation. We're not doing hey, that.
1: The short list, by the way, was the Chris Pine movie. I just want you to know that when I was wheeling down, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to do that to Jared because I don't want to convince him.
0: <clears throat> so I am excited to watch this movie because I really wanted to watch it. Now I have a reason to watch it because it has uh obviously Matt Damon, Jodie Comer, Adam Driver, uh love all three of them um adam driver more so based on projects some projects he's done i haven't been the best but uh klansman he was amazing in that movie uh of course we've already said our praises for matt damon and uh i'm gonna put i'm i'm gonna let you guys know now i'm gonna pull a ray next week when it comes to jody comer just get ready for it i'm ray i already wearing that Leave badge. my next name week. out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this movie. Not in this movie. <laughs> oh, no. Don't ruin it. Get uh, to, to it. Awesome. So, guys, thank you for listening to us. I know this episode had a lot of quotables. Uh, cancel all of us later, please. Um, yeah. We will talk to y'all next week. Watching the last duel. See ya. Later.